What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode with Shaping the Culture, and we got a special guest today. Uh, this is a hero of mine, um, somebody that I've looked up to for years, grew up listening to his music. Um, I would not be who I am uh, without this guy. We've got Grammy Award-winning, Jesus-loving Lecrae with wow. us today on Shaping the Culture. How are you doing, bro? I'm wonderful, man. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. I uh in your one of your songs uh, I think always knew um, mm. you had a line where you said um, S one introduced me to Jay Z mm-hmm. um, never met my dad but I met the music that raised me mm. and that this is kind of how it feels for me <laughs> uh, I knew my father but I'm meeting the music that raised me oh wow that's and dope. Uh, yeah man just like that's in dope. a lot of ways from your music to re- like just the whole label your interviews yeah. uh, your social media platform um, you've helped me navigate a lot of different topics and tough conversations and. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, we talk about shaping the culture, but you've helped shape my culture in wow. understanding God. And so, yeah, it's a real honor oh, man. to have I, I, you. I feel very privileged. Yeah. Yeah, man. Slightly privileged, slightly old. It's all good. <laughs> you've been in it for a while. Yeah, I guess it's been a minute. <laughs> for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you this. So on shaping the culture, uh, we're really big on... Um, you know, talking about what it looks like to engage the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to shape the culture, you got to be in culture. And something I've really appreciated with your career and what you're doing is uh, you haven't shied away from culture. Um, you've been in it and you've been a light in it. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of ask, I mean, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of The Breakfast Club. And I remember years ago when you got on there, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Lecrae's on The Breakfast Club. Because you always talk with friends like, man, I wonder what would happen if a Christian was in that sphere, if uh, a Christian was on that platform and yeah. give a different perspective. And uh, just to see you kind of champion our faith in those platforms has, has mm. been dope. So what what has that been like for you to kind of be in the culture, be in the world, but not of the world and mm. really represent your light um, in, in, a, in a dying world? Yeah, it's uh, I, honestly, is. It was initially really, really difficult, mm. you know, uh, just because people didn't have a category for you. Mm. And um, I think we love categories. We love to be able to, to easily pinpoint and slot a person and just have them figured out. And um, yeah. and I think in those places and spaces, you only know what you've been exposed to. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, your ethnic heritage is, is Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. And... If, if, if people have only had kind of like slim experiences with Ethiopians, they just put all of that mm. on you and expect you to to kind of be that. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was really difficult initially. And it and and then you know I just kind of stayed the course and was hell bent on making sure that um, I was authentically myself, yeah. uh, even if I was misunderstood. And and over time, people got it. You know, over time, people, it's almost like you created a new category. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it was difficult, but uh, but but it, it's definitely paid off in the long run. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, what, why do you think it is important? You know, m- maybe the listener that is listening is not a rapper, but they're a teach school teacher or they're a lawyer or mm-hmm. they're an athlete. Why is it important for them to uh, be a light in whatever context that they find themselves in and not be this undercover Christian. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, number one, you know, any if, if I'm an ambassador for a country, um, I'm there to to represent my country. I'm there for people mm. to see all the facets and, and the ins and outs of, of my country. Um, they're going to know about my customs, 
my dress, mm. my views, mm. because I'm an ambassador. I'm not a spy. Mm. And so there's nothing wow. to hide if you're wow. proud of your country. Yeah. And and um, I'm very, very proud to be, you know, a son of, of God most high. Yeah. So I'm, it's nothing to hide. Yeah. I feel I'm an ambassador. So it's not as if I have to parade myself around like a spy. Yeah. Um, there's, there's countless other world religions where as soon as you see them, you know what, what religion that they subscribe to right. or or you know how they get down yeah. and um and so for me i feel like if i'm supposed to be marked by love then mm. um then let's let me be that yeah. and uh, and that's that's transformative that helps people that heals people yeah. and i don't do them any any justice by kind of uh, pretending i'm something that i'm not yeah you know what i mean for sure yeah. yeah your last project you did uh let the trap say amen with zaytoven mm-hmm. uh why did you feel like it was important to put out that record yeah um i Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think oftentimes Christians if they're not critiquing or condemning, they're just copying mm-hmm. what culture does mm-hmm. instead of creating culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and so I just I sat around and I was like this is what I listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is what I will I, I appreciate. Yeah. So why would I not engage in it and I know people had a problem with that like yo this is Zaytoven he, mm. he he's like the, the, you know the, the traps godfather mm. and he works with you know all the the, the drug rap mm. and all the trap rap you know but for me it's it was more about painting a picture that I, there's there's authentic you know faith in the trap like yeah. I I worked in the trap I lived in the trap and I saw God move I saw mm. God do things and so mm. to say that Wow. That the two are, wow. you know, um, mutually, you know, exclusive is is not true. So, yeah. so for me, it's just closing a lot of gaps yeah. and helping people wrestle with nuance and and see that we are uh, very dynamic human beings and that there's there's a lot more to us than just what you would kind of see in a movie. Even even our depictions in film and television, I think is is still is still stagnant. It hasn't mm. grown. You know, whenever there's a a, a Christian, it's kind of like. A, you know, it's the corrupt pastor, mm, or yeah. it's the you know, it, it, it's it's just these caricatures, yeah. and um, yeah. and not not different perspectives, not you know, not different uh, vantage points and, and viewpoints. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I'm assuming it's probably refreshing for them to see somebody like you to kind of give them a new framework for the faith, or absolutely, a, a different perspective, absolutely. So you put out "Let the Trap Say Amen." And you said you got an album on the way, mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to ask, uh, what what is this album about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the the motivation behind it? What got you writing again? Um, I mean, you know, anybody who knows kind of like my history over the last four years has seen my um, wrestle with the church, my wrestle with mm-hmm. um, with specifically like American Christianity. Yeah. Um, and and the religiosity and the legalism mm-hmm. that is that um and 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 the the implicit um bias and racism yeah. that exists within it as well and so you know as i was going down that hill and trying to address those things i was really kind of shocked that it it existed within mm-hmm. the church you know what i mean so it, it turned me off so bad that i i just didn't have any motivation i was demotivated i was just kind of like um uh, what's the word where you, I, I was just bewildered you yeah, know what I mean I was yeah. just like wow yeah so it took me time to heal it took mm-hmm. me time to f- find my my footing 
took me time to find God mm -hmm. outside of the religious institutions mm -hmm. wow. that you know we had set up in America and yeah. so in that time period I, I really felt like my soul my mind my heart my faith and my relationship with God was restored and so yeah. I wanted to write an album just depicting and and helping people walk through that restoration yeah. and, um, and so actually that's the name of the album is restoration yeah uh, just because it was something that I personally experienced yeah mm -hmm. that's so dope something that was pr like unique to your stories you had to kind of wrestle through this in the public eye mm -hmm. what was that like with the critique with the the comments on Instagram with the tweets as you're trying to figure this out as you're being exposed to things that you didn't know existed yeah. um, you know I, I think a lot of the times like we underestimate you know some of the things that may come your way or mm -hmm. we don't really know the gravity of some of the things that people may say um what what was that like in the public eye trying to figure out how to be restored and do you <laughs> even want to be restored you know what i mean yeah no i sucked i ain't gonna lie to you it sucked <laughs> yeah. man I, I remember a time period where it was like you know you wake up in the morning you're about to start your day um and you are doing your best to avoid social media mm. and because you just know it's 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 toxic yeah it's and um and then you open it for whatever reason and you just see the most hateful mm. venom spewed at you mm. and um and it's like man that just affected my whole day yeah. and and why did i let it you know so i was like oh, i'm deleting these apps mm. and then you delete the apps and then mail shows up to your office wow. you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like you know, I mean, literally, like, you know, hateful stuff, death threats, wow. you know, and then you you avoid that. And, and you're just dealing with all types of things yeah. coming your way. Um, so it's very frustrating because the public only has, like, part of the picture. Uh, case in point is, you know, I have a lot of professional athlete friends. And um, and I remember one of them was having a pretty terrible game. Mm. And, um, and I was just having a conversation with them, like, man, what... Um, what do you think it was? Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Oh, hands down, it was my marriage." Hmm. And and people would never assume that. Wow. They just they just think, you know, oh man, yeah. you know, his wrist, his leg, or he's not focused, or yeah. oh man, he's only after the money. Look at him, he's being lazy, wow. and yeah. and he's literally going through a marital crisis, which is affecting his game. Right. So I think that's the hard part about being in the public eye. There's so much stuff happening behind the scenes that the public doesn't know about, mm. but they assume your every motive. Yeah. And um. And so that made it very hard mm. for me to trust, yeah. um, especially because most of this was coming from the mouths of Christians. Christians yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's real. Um, one thing I really wanted to ask is, you know, how did friends play a role in your restoration process? And I asked that because I saw this interview one time with Tadashi. I think he was mm -hmm. at some uh, at some church mm. telling his story, and he gave a unique uh, uh, story of, you guys having a conversation at a restaurant mm -hmm. and you kind of was like, yo, bro, what you're asking from God is straight up demonic. <laughs> um, this is not how you, op this is not how you should be moving or what have you. And yeah. I remember that really stood out to me because I was like, man, like that's so dope that they have a friendship where you could be that authentic and that real. Mm -hmm. And although you're loving uh, him through the, the pain and the hurt, um, of losing a child, you're still mm -hmm. not uh, compromising your, the truth of God. Mm -hmm. And so what what have, because, you know, like I, I personally want to be a better friend to those that are struggling or mm -hmm. those that are fighting to be restored or fighting mm -hmm. to bounce back. Like what, what kind of friendships um, did you have and how did they help in the process? 
um, you know, we all kind of came up together. We mm. were all, we all, um, we went to school together. We were navigating faith together. We came from, you know, pretty rebellious backgrounds. Yeah. So, um, so it was all new territory for us. And yeah. we were experiencing all this together. We were ex- seeing things for the first time, traveling to different countries for the first time together. And so a lot of things that, you know, we just experienced, you know, as kids um, was a collective experience. So that made us tight. But then I think we had this, you know, this internal, like we had this communication where we always would do what's called going through the tunnel of chaos mm. or the tunnel of conflict yeah. where you can't be afraid to like walk through that tunnel with somebody. Yeah. Even though it's going like, um, I don't know, even it's, it's going to inconvenience you, yeah. but it's necessary for y'all to stay a unit and for yeah. y'all to stay tight. Yeah. And, and, our, and our, and our philosophy, man, which I, what I tell anybody is don't try to fix your friends, face your friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want somebody to fix you. Just yeah. face me, walk with me, and and be with me yeah. you know what i mean like i'm gonna say some off the wall stuff sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean it, yeah. it don't try to correct every little thing i say yeah. i need to know you're there with me even when i'm saying off the wall stuff it's like yo what you're saying is real stupid mm. but i'm gonna be here with you even through this stupid stuff mm. you're talking about right now yeah um and when the time is right i'm gonna let you know like what you said was was, was ridiculous yeah. but i'm still here with you yeah you know what i mean yeah. and everybody wants to be known it's just we're afraid of people leaving us when they know who we truly are, and um, yeah. and that's that's not real friendship. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's real. That's real, man. I really love that the the last few years of your life is being put into this album called Restoration. Mm. I wanted to ask, what gave you the confidence, the boldness, the courage to share your story mm. with the world? Um, honestly, man, is when you experience like like transformative change mm. you it's hard to keep it to yourself mm. you know what i mean mm. um you know when moses went up on the mountain and 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 god revealed himself to moses his face was shining mm-hmm. and moses didn't know his face was shining when he came down mm. off the hills like yo you glowing be like they were <laughs> yeah. scared of him <laughs> yeah and i think that's what happened for me is like man i've been spending so much good time with god mm. you know and and when i say that i'm not saying curled up with a bible in a corner i'm mm. saying like like God has has shown Himself in so many different facets through friendships, mm. through his, his love, through therapy, mm. through mm. through meditation, like all the things that I think people are afraid of. Yeah. Through music, so on and so forth, and and man, I'm spending so much good time yeah. in those spaces and places that I'm shining, mm-hmm. and I can't I can't I can't veil that glow. Mm. You know, I, I got to expose it. Yeah. And uh, because I know it's healing for people, I know it's yeah. transformative for people. So. I would have wanted somebody to, to to get me out of the dark places. Yeah. So why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know what I'm saying do the same for others. No, that's good. And you mentioned mm-hmm. something key. You, you talked about it's not just reading your Bible and praying, but it is yeah. through friendships and therapy yep. and uh, maybe even working out. Like, yeah, can you speak? All of that. Can you speak on that? Because I think sometimes when people are going through it, the the response from the church is you just need to pray more. Oh yeah. Or you just need to watch more podcasts or sermons man. or man, you got to fast this one out. You know. Yeah. Like how was like how holistic was your healing? Like. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's it's, it's holistic. Yeah. And I I think the the problem specifically like within the church is the church doesn't recognize that all these things are means of of healing and help. Mm-hmm. And and wholeness, like they're they're all a part of of our transformation and our growth. Yeah, we need to be more integrated mm-hmm. and not, you know, 
um, so segregated in terms of the processes for healing. Mm. And so I think if there was more integration, mm. um, there's nothing wrong with science. Science is the is the discussion of how things are organized. Mm. The church can't be afraid of science. The church has to learn how to integrate science with mm-hmm. what we now understand. There's a there's a, a, a astronomist named Hugh Ross, and and he's able to talk about black holes and 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 galaxies, but he's also able to intertwine that with faith, mm. right? Sure, there's multiple dimensions. That doesn't have to be counterintuitive with what I believe. Yeah. So anyway, I, all I have to good. say, yeah, um, therapy and and the science of the mind and the brain. All those are things that God made. So why would we stave them back or just say, oh, that's a demon. Let's pray for that. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, you know, God has provided us with these tools and these resources for us to explore and to use. Um, nobody does that when it's time to, you know, you got a headache. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a Tylenol. Right? You, yeah. You're really thirsty. The human has to drink water. Yeah. You need three days before you die. Yeah. Nobody says, just pray <laughs> and, and, and your thirst will be quenched. Yeah. You drink water. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so in the same way, I think we have to be more integrated um, in our thinking and our processing in order to experience the health and the healing that's necessary. And I, I did that and I'm night and day different. Night and day. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's dope. It's it's um, man. Praise God for the healing you've experienced and the mm-hmm. restoration that you experienced. Um, how do you want to kind of give back and and help others find that same restoration? Has it mm-hmm. given you a heart for those that are broken? You Absolutely. Walking through that, and Absolutely. if so, like what are what are the avenues and ways in which you want to help restore communities and individuals? Oh man, I I, I was reading Psalm twenty three and and David said, "Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life." And when yeah. you when you dig into the to the original um, language, the, the idea there is that goodness and mercy are going to hunt me, mm-hmm. like like a, 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 a wolf hunting blood. Mm-hmm. Goodness and mercy's after me, yeah. and um, and that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm I'm after people with goodness and mercy. I'm yeah. after people letting them know like how good God is, and that it's not over for them. I want, I want the worst of the worst. I don't want people who have blown their life up. I don't, mm. I don't know anybody who's blown their life up more than David, mm. right? King David yeah. had one of his best friends, Uriah, mm-hmm. murdered yeah. because he he cheated with his wife. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then his child dies afterward. Like he blew his life up, right. and and God used it and made him better after. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I want people who who have crazy prison sentences. Mm. I want people on a third divorce. I want people mm. who feel like, man, life is just, it's over for me. Yeah. Um, because I want them to know, nah, 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 it's not, it's not the end. Yeah. Like God can restore the years of locusts have eaten. Yeah. Like yeah. there's hope for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. Um, so one way you're bringing this is through your music. Is mm. there other avenues that you have planned? What's next for you? Like this yeah. year, like how else do you want to kind of communicate all that God has done for you? So, so I've been silently moving, you know, without broadcasting a lot of the things that I'm involved in because I want to see things restored. I want to see communities restored. I want to yeah. see um, wealth gaps restored in, yeah. in communities. And so there's things that I've been doing yeah. um, that are just now, we're just now starting to talk about. Uh, Peace, Peace Preparatory Academy is a school in English Ave, which is um, one of the toughest areas in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been a school there in, in over 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's been labeled as the heroin capital of the South. Yeah. And, um, so I partnered with my buddy Benjamin Wills to uh, help start a school in that community. So now there's a school there. It's been there for uh, five years now. Yeah. 
And um, and that's restoration to me. That yeah. is, I don't have to. Bro- I haven't had to broadcast it because I was doing the work. Mm-hmm. But now we want people to know what's going on. We yeah. want people to know what's happening with the school. Um, yeah. working in prisons and and volunteering and just you know, uh, helping with that whole process. Um, helping it the to, you know, um, work through and talk through some of the implicit bias mm-hmm. and the the glass ceilings that exist for um for for people of color yeah. um especially in the workforce and so yeah. I, I i partner with different organizations to help uh close some of those gaps and create mm-hmm. more opportunities yeah. and uh, so these are things that have just been happening you yeah. know obviously there's the music yeah um there's some film projects that i'm okay. working on yeah. and then and then there's a book that um that will be re- released in the fall called i am restored mm-hmm. um how i lost my religion but found my faith wow so so there's things that are happening yeah. um, they just all haven't been broadcasted man that's so mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. well we can't wait it's about to be a good year uh, you're just yeah. taking the, the decade by storm huh Lord willing <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, last question um, for anybody that's listening right now that is hurt or broken mm. or feel like they've just come to the end of themselves and they don't feel like there isn't any light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. um, for those that are listening to this and they can't maybe they're in bed and they can't get out of bed yeah. you know um or maybe they're just like in a hopeless situation and mm-hmm. they feel like all is lost, all hope is lost. Yeah. What would be your encouragement to that person listening right now? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sell people dreams of grandeur. I'm not, um, I want to be honest with people. Yeah. Um, I got a friend, Rasan, who's uh, been in prison for 15 years, mm-hmm. and um, and he may not get out, mm-hmm. uh, but Rasan has had a moment when he was in prison where he realized. He couldn't change his circumstances, but he could be changed in the midst of his circumstances. Mm, yeah. And so there's there's where the, the hope lies, is that you can have a new perspective. Mm. You can have a, a new outlook yeah. on things. He started taking financial literacy classes. Mm. He started taking uh, uh, literature classes, and now he writes, and his articles have been in, in, in major publications, Vice and GQ. Yeah. Um, he gives financial advice to his family members and helps, his, he's created a financial legacy from behind prison walls. Wow. Yeah. And now he uh, co-hosts one of my favorite podcasts, um, which is Ear Hustle. Mm. And so, um, so what I would tell anybody is that your story's not over. Yeah, you good. know what I mean. Yeah. The, some of the chapters right now are maybe ugly, mm. but your story's not over, and it, it is nothing that God cannot restore. Yeah. There's nothing that He cannot alter for your good. Yeah. And so I would say to them, um, to hold on, yeah. to uh, to 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 maintain hope in the midst of the pain. Yeah. And and to be reminded, um. That God is for you, yeah, and and He's near you, yeah, and uh, and there's hope for you, yeah. yeah. You know that's so dope, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable with your story. Absolutely, uh, and thank you for like your just your faithfulness. You know, I know there's probably moments or seasons you wanted to give up or throw in the towel, but. Um, your light is is giving many people hope. And wow. So I really appreciate you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to be on Shaping the Culture. Uh, yeah, man. Honored, bro. Yeah, Sincerely. for yeah. sure. Until next time, family. Peace and grace. <laughs>